it's Coley. It's amazing to have you here for another episode of Still With You. Thank you so much for making this space a part of your week. Every moment I spend behind the mic or prepping for each episode of the podcast, I like to practice my best journalism skills. But today I'm speaking with a friend who is a professional. Communicating the news is her life's calling and she is amazing in her occupation. Emmy award-winning journalist Kennedy Dindy was born and raised in Dallas, Texas with big dreams for her bright future. At an early age, she was naturally drawn to the field of news media, often mimicking the show hosts she watched on television. Still driven by her passion for sharing stories, Kennedy graduated from Baylor University with a journalism major, film, and digital media minor in December of 2019. After graduating, she left her hometown and her comfort zone to move to the West Coast to work as a weekend morning anchor producer and news reporter for KEZI 9 News in Eugene, Oregon. Kennedy has always held Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, a verse in the Bible about trusting and submitting your plans to the Lord. But she would have never guessed that in this new season, her faith would be refined by fire, quite literally. In this conversation with Kennedy, she shares her experience of working in the middle of the 2021 Oregon fires, winning a beautiful but quite heavy Emmy Award, and what is happening in this new season of her life as a journalist for Action News Jack CBS 47 and Fox 30 in Jacksonville, Florida. Kennedy's trust in having God handle all of her decision-making is major encouragement to me, and I hope it is for you too. Friends, please join me in welcoming Emmy Award-winning journalist Kennedy Dendy. I am kind of like nervous doing this because you are a professional at this. Like, this is your job. I'm like looking into the mirror of what I want to become, you know, Kennedy? Okay. Okay. Yes. I like that. No, do your thing. This is my, I think my first podcast to really be on. I'm excited to just do this. So don't be nervous. Okay. But I mean, you are a professional. When you go to describe yourself, do you call yourself a journalist or like a television anchor, like TV anchor? Like, how do you share that with friends? I definitely just describe myself as a journalist. I don't even always include the I'm on TV part because at the end of the day, that's what it is. I'm a journalist. I'm a local news journalist. Yeah. When I do describe myself or what I do, I kind of say I'm a journalist, but then my role specifically is I'm a television news anchor and reporter. When I was a little girl, and I think that a lot of children and just young people think this as well, it's like I would watch the news and I would try to mimic the people carrying the stories on television. I think we get to see the glamorous side of it and you have to see the grit. Exactly. Like you have to see all the hard work and that's put in to make it look amazing. I'm assuming you had moments like that too in your childhood where you were inspired by seeing someone on television or seeing someone like sharing a story. How was that like deposited in your life and grown to be your career? Yeah, I think the first kind of memory in my mind, other than, you know, watching the news with my family or looking up to different people like that. In third grade, we had a states pageant. So everyone had to choose a person to represent from a certain state. I got Illinois. So I represented um, Illinois and I was adamant on being Oprah Winfrey. And I had the shirt from her clothing line. I had the mic. No one could tell me differently. I was Oprah that day. Marvelous choice. (laughs) Yes. Even just from that moment as a third grader, 
I saw myself on that stage. I, I saw a glimpse of what is possible and something that I kind of tie into what I do right now. Of course, as a third grader, I didn't know I'd be going into that profession, but it's so important to have representation because I saw someone who looked like me and that made me think, well, maybe I can do that one day. And so that's kind of what I want to do each and every day for those that do look up to myself and these different markets I'm in, these young girls um, and kids. Yeah, even as you know, a third grader, I was like, I'm going to be Oprah Winfrey one day. I love that. So glad you kind of opened the door to that conversation because in this past season of the podcast, one of my friends, Simi John, she is an Indian American woman and she had a similar experience where she had an Oprah moment where she saw a news anchor. Unfortunately, she had the opposite experience. Really, She did not see someone who was represented who looked like her on television. So when she would go to share her dreams and I'm only sharing this story because she shared it on the podcast, but it really really is her story to tell, but she said that it was hard for her. And so I'm so glad, like that is something I did want to ask you about. So I'm thankful that you're open to talking about it. I wanted to know if in holding both her stories and yours, how representation does matter so much. It really does. And from the time I started getting into journalism in college up until now, there's been a couple different things that have stuck with me. I'll be out and about and a little girl or a mom will come up to me and say, my daughter wants to be a news reporter one day. One woman in my Eugene community, she said, is there any way you could just, you know, show her how to hold the mic? Little things like that spark something inside of these kids, um, the future. And I definitely understand meeting these different people, how important representation. Yes, I had Oprah to look up to on the national scale, but I didn't really have these different role models to look up to, even just in my own city, in my own town. And so I think that's also important not to just have people that are so far away, but people right there. What can you do to show them that that's not that far away, that that's possible? And so I think mentorship also goes along with that. That's something I really want to get more into, especially now about to start my second job in broadcast and kind of get that one-on-one experience to show people not just that it can be done, but ways to help make it happen and to encourage people to not let fear get in the way of going after what they want. And that starts at a young age. And so, yes, representation that I've kind of been able to see play out even personally in my own life. I kind of understand now what that really means for me. And then also for those who look up to me, which has been a really, really cool opportunity to see play out. I know the meteorologist, Sharon Ray. I remember her name, watched her every night. It was almost like she became part of our family. Though I didn't go into meteorology, I saw a woman using her voice and intelligence and it stuck with me and it gave me confidence. She looks similar to me only a few years ahead of me. And I just remember watching that and carrying that level of journalism. Like it inspired me. There is going to be a Kennedy Dindy conversation in someone's life remembered you because you were consistent. Yes. And the words that people have shared about what just seeing a friendly face, that really means a lot to me. There's been a couple of times when someone will message me and say, you know, thank you for just being a warm face in my living room, or thank you for being someone who can look at the camera and show us that you care about what you're talking about. You know, I'll be in the grocery store or getting gas at a gas station and people are always saying, you know, thank you for bringing a smile to, you know, the news is not always the most positive and happy thing to have to sit and watch for those who do to do to watch. And so that's something I like to take a step back and say, I'm human 
just like you, you know, this is the path that I chose to go on, but I love to bring that just humanity side. People don't really realize I'm 24. I wake up each day and say, I want to help share these stories. I cannot believe all that you have accomplished in such a small amount of time. So you're originally from Dallas, correct? And you went, you graduated from Baylor. Yeah. Born and raised outside of Dallas and went to Baylor University where I graduated. After you graduated from Baylor, before moving to Oregon, you actually had the opportunity to spend time in New York in an internship with CBS This Morning. I would love to hear a little bit about that, and I'd love to hear about Oregon. And in between talking about that, there's so many stories that are shared in the news that are really hard, and we're think we're going to talk a little bit later about that with some of your experiences in Oregon. Because you entered into such a serious field so young, was it ever hard for you to hold all of the big adult topics when you're still learning to be an adult? Yes, it was definitely hard and still is to kind of navigate it all. Stepping into the role, again, like we're talking about it being a journalist, having to cover topics, stories, yeah. and speak with people of some big, real, tough conversations. As we know, the past, what, almost two years has been hasn't been easy for a lot of people. Yeah. The types of conversations, not just from the pandemic, but just let's break down just Eugene in general of, you know, I got there January, 2020, kind of get the hang of things. And then the pandemic happened. And then shortly after that, it was the protest, the unrest, wildfire season, covering um, some of people's most difficult and challenging times, covering my first big major election. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's one of those things like you don't really know what you don't know until you're in it. You kind of have to grow mm-hmm. in, learn as you go. And that's what it kind of means to step up and be a journalist. I'm having to break down the information as I learn it, but also explain that in a clear way to my audience and what that means to everyone else out there that relies on us to tell the information in an accurate and timely way. Something that I hear in my non-news friends is that I have friends who don't watch the news because they say it's too hard. I think about people like you who that's your job. Oftentimes we there's people who don't have the privilege of being able to turn away. Do you ever hear people in conversation share that with you? And I was wondering how that made you feel. Yes, especially in just my first, again, my only two years, my first two years of being in the industry. I've heard that a lot of people who say, I don't watch the news or all of the way to people who, you know, have all types of thoughts about what news means to them. I guess the first thing that's hard to hear, not from the people who say, oh, I don't watch the yeah. news, but that is a choice. Not everyone wants to consume that. You can do everything in balance. You know, I wake up in the morning and say, I get to tell these stories. I don't wake up to try to twist words or change things or throw my own opinions or thoughts into that. I know I have a job to do and I do that telling the facts and getting to meet people where they are and share their stories. And so, yes, I've definitely had all types of things, even just being public on assignment and, you know, a mic or a camera and people take that time to yell and scream and say all types of things. So that definitely comes with the territory, but I, I like 
for people to understand that, you know, we're local news journalists. We're not maybe the national network that they hate or things like that. So yeah, we just wake up and want to tell these stories. I don't take it for granted. I think that that is entirely brave. It is a field that I feel like is underappreciated and often gets a bad rap. You will find me here with a grateful heart. I know that you and I are both in our 20s, but I just cannot imagine my 21, 22-year-old self going to New York, moving so far away from my family for a career that I might not be so sure of. When you were going to New York and you like you didn't know where your next assignment was, what was that like for you and also your relationship with the Lord? Do you feel like there was a season of growth or like where was God kind of in your life there as well? Yeah, that's such a great question. God carried me through it all from day one to now and he's even just opened another door. See, so yeah, my journey in New York actually was the summer before I graduated. Okay. Yeah, that was a crazy, just great opportunity. I remember sitting there in one of my senior journalism classes at Baylor and got the email saying, congratulations, you have been accepted into the CBS News internship program. And you know, those big national internships and programs, there are thousands of people who are applying. And so one, to make yourself stand out can be difficult. But as we know, those who do have faith and those who do believe God, we walk a little differently. And I just trusted that where I am supposed to be. And my family helped me move out to New York City for that summer. It was the most amazing summer, maybe one of the even most amazing experiences of my life. And God was there day one of navigating New York City, not just any city, a big, big city. You know, I I had been to New York before, but navigating, you know, finances, showing up to work on time, public transportation, food, like all of that. That was one of my first big opportunities like that to kind of have to navigate. Like I had been off to college, but was of course still in Texas. And so yeah, going to New York and getting plugged into where I was going to spend that summer was just such an incredible opportunity that I don't take for granted. And yes, I got to work right under the morning show team of CBS this morning and in an internship cohort of about 50 different other students. And so we just took on New York and the different tasks and did all the things that interns do and got to have a really good experience. I just look back and say, you know, God protected me just physically, mentally, and I really was able to grow a lot just in my faith in that season. And so after leaving that internship and finishing out my last semester of college, I realized that, yes, this is the industry that I do want to be in. And, you know, not everyone gets an opportunity like that to figure out what you want to do or take that next step. And so I was like, yes, this is it. And pushed through my last semester of college. And then God just kept opening up more doors. Hey friends, I'm interrupting this conversation with Kennedy to ask you a question. Do you own a business or a brand, big or small? You have a story and still with you would love to share the hard work that you are doing. See, one of my favorite parts about hosting a podcast is supporting my entrepreneur friends. Gosh, they have real grit and giving them a small space on an episode is a true joy. Becoming an official sponsor of Still With You is easy and so much fun. If you're interested in this opportunity to showcase your company, 
let's connect. You can visit my website, coleybrowning.com and click the share your story tab. Take 10 seconds or less to fill out the quick form and then hear from me in less than 24 hours about sharing your brand, your business, your story on Still With You. Hopefully next time you will not be hearing my voice in an ad break, but will be hearing yours. Even as he was opening doors for you to move to Eugene, and then now you're going to be in Jacksonville, which I'm so excited to be sharing a state with you. That is so fun. Was there ever a moment where as an open door, when you're like, I don't want to walk through it, like this is too hard. Was there ever a moment where you did not want to stay? As my senior year came to the close and it became time to decide, okay, you are going somewhere. Like I have all this experience. I love the networking. I love applying for jobs. Like I had it all plans out. Of course, we all have these expectations, but making that decision to move 2000 miles away was not something that I just snapped my finger and it happened. And I was joyful about it. Like it was a decision trying to figure out, okay, I want want to go where God wants me to be. And so, you know, I kind of wanted to stay comfortable. There were some smaller markets in Texas that I had heard back from and knew I would be comfortable. I knew I was would be close to home. I knew that, you know, I know people in this area, but something inside of me just said, God, I'm going to give it all to you and I'm going to go where you want me to go. And so I always joke about how in that senior year season, I just kept applying for jobs on the East Coast, East Coast, wanted to be in the Carolinas or Florida or and God opened all the doors on the other side of the country. Yeah. Any from those places that I wanted to be. And I was like, God, like, (laughs) really? Okay, okay. And so a door opened for Eugene, Oregon. I had applied and had heard some great things about it. Knew it would be somewhere that would push me allow me to grow. I knew it was going to be, but I said, this feels like the right opportunity for me. And again, I'm coming from Texas, knowing that Oregon is far. I didn't know anyone in Oregon, not not just you, but the state as a whole. And so I made that decision on faith. Yeah. One, I had to really make the decision of, okay, this is going to be my journey. And my story. And I wanted it to be, you know, what I'm going to make it. And I knew that God would lead me and protect me. And so said yes to Oregon and God showed up (laughs) and out throughout those two years. Like I'm still kind of taking it all in again. I was just in Oregon today, so I'm still taking it all in, but it was really just an incredible experience for two years. It all came down to just saying yes. After I worked hard for those two years, God opened all the doors on the East Coast. That's crazy. I knew that it just comes down to trusting and seeing what his plan is. Because we have all the plans. I had told God I'm going to the East Coast. And then, (laughs) oh, not this time. So I think that's something I want to remember is to wait for the Lord and not to act before he speaks to us. 
Hey again, it's Coley. Before I launched Still With You five years ago, I read endless how-to articles promising a smooth and simple podcasting startup plan, but they only left me more confused and discouraged. I wanted a space for what I truly needed, practical, trusted information with personal encouragement, which is why I started How To Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, encouraging step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. In this course, you will discover your podcast purpose, plan your show step-by-step, and publish and promote your work. Don't just listen to podcasts, participate in the conversation. Start your own show today. And for a little bit of extra help in the process, you can use How to Podcast with Coley Browning, a fun, easy, step-by-step guide to create and launch your own podcast today. You can find more information by visiting coleybrowning.com. Click How to Podcast with Coley Browning. Press record and start sharing your story. I noticed in your Instagram bio that you have Proverbs 3, 5, which I just like looked it up before we jumped on here, which I know the verse. It's funny how the simple verses that we're taught when we're young, like they just like nail it in every season of our life on any occasion, but specifically with making big East Coast and West Coast decisions like that and redirecting. And it just says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. I don't know if that's your life verse, but it's significant enough for it to be in your Instagram bio. Did you pray that in that season? Like, why is that verse there? That is my life verse. I want to rest in that verse in every step I take. And so that's something throughout all these decisions that I've had to make. And from the open doors and the closed doors, I love that verse, specifically the part where it says, and lean not on your own understanding. Like I said, I had so many expectations, not just in the job search, but even just moving to Eugene, you know, January 2020, I was like, I'm going to get plugged into a church and have friends and I'm going to volunteer. And all of this has changed so quickly for us all. And I knew that God would open the right doors. He would guide our steps. And so, yes, that verse has spoken so deeply to me. Mm -hmm. So wake up and make that kind of my mission for the day. This is one of my favorite parts of doing this. Friends will come on. They will remind me of a verse. I need that to remind myself that I have to lean on his own understanding because I don't understand it. Can we talk about when an open door looks like winning an Emmy Award? I mean, is that the dream? When you are looking at Oprah Winfrey and you're applying to college and you're thinking about what you want to do, like, do you have the Emmys in mind already? It's really funny because I make a vision board every year, probably since high school. And every single year I had that on my vision board, putting it on the vision board was one thing yeah, because that just came full circle in itself. But I think, you know, the, the awards and all of that is something that is the fun part. A lot of we all look up to that and want to kind of accomplish that one day. But for me, it was so much more of seeing how much God really provided for me in those two years. First year in news came with so much. In my mind, I'm just, my head is down. I'm just putting in the work. Yeah. I had some very low nights and some very good days. I'm just doing the work and covering the big stories alongside my team. And so this Emmy specifically was with our coverage of the devastating wildfires in Oregon. That happened in September, but it wasn't until maybe six months later that the nomination even came out. Putting your head down and just working hard and knowing that 
you know, hard work will pay off. That's kind of how it kind of played out. Really good feeling to know that and be recognized for that alongside my team. But yes, it's still exciting to think about because my goal had always been by age 30, I'd love to win an Emmy and to be 23 years old. That was really something. A decade early almost feels just like the most humble accepted speech. It's an honest one to say that this was not expected and it was just a lot of hard work and kind of talking about holding both the excitement for the hard work and the gifts that God gave you and that they're being recognized in a way that is honoring them and then also holding the heartbreak for loss and holding that really close to your heart and what that award cost. I want to say congratulations because that's last year. I watched the video of you covering the Vita couple of how this couple's like going through their home, finding like coffee cups and being joyful for coffee cups from their house that has been burned down. And then they're still looking for the wife's wedding ring. Thank you so much for doing the hard work to carry those stories to us. When I see someone who is working hard and then being recognized for it, I'm never jealous of the accomplishment. I'm just thankful for the encouragement because it encourages me to continue to work hard and what God's called me to do. Thank you for saying that. And um, you mentioned that family. Are they the Vita still? Is that their names? The city. Yeah, Vita is the, the community. Okay. These communities remind me of my why. Like, yes, crazy that, you know, these types of stories ended up in winning a large award. Yeah. The day to day reminds me of this is why I do what I do. And I remember that story specifically was one of the stories that shaped me the most because this is what people had to evacuate from their homes in the middle of the night, leaving with the clothes on their back. And so that family in particular, a few months later, I did a follow up story with them and went back to their property to see how they're doing, how they're holding up. And something that stuck out to me was they said, thank you for checking back in. We have a lot of stories to cover, or even the people at home watching, they're getting their news intake as well. But times we forget to take time to slow down and remember about there's still people out there that are hurt people that they still have to keep going with their life. They, They still have financial hardship, mental hardship during these times. And so just hearing those words remind me, okay, this is my mission to remind people that their story does matter. And that's important to me. Did they ever find the ring? Not the ring, but they found those cups and then the ashes of both of their fathers. Um, That was special. I'm going to link to that in the show notes for our our friends who are listening to listen. And also they can see you at work. Do you care if I get a little bit shallow with some of my questions? I kind of want the inside scoop on a few things. You've been so great to go deep with me and some really like hard hitting questions, but I got some like a little shallow questions for you. That's okay. Just because we were there at the Emmys, I heard that the thing is like seven pounds. Is it really that heavy? And also, what was that like attending the awards show? Like, did you get to attend or do they mail it to you? Like, how did that go down? So, yes, it is that heavy. It is a block of, yeah, you saw (laughs) it is heavy. This past year, there wasn't an award show, so it was virtual. Like, did you dress up and attend virtually? Yes. So, my, my, We got together and kind of dressed up. We went to a restaurant with a big screen. And so we were all there together getting to watch it unfold live. So the award show, wow, no one was in the audience. And so we were waiting just like everyone else who was watching to find out who would win after the nominations were read. And then, of course, the winners. That did happen. Typically, it is a huge event. And something I did leave out. 
when I was a college student, so I was a sophomore in college and I was asked to attend the Dallas version. It was the Lone Star chapter of the Emmys. And I was asked to actually present her. And so there's some pictures on my Instagram, but I was in a room full of all of these Dallas journalists who I've looked up to for so long. And I was one of three statue presenters. We were all students throughout the whole three, four hour event. I would walk up, hand them their Emmy. They would take a picture. I would walk back to the stage back and forth. It was that night. I was a sophomore in college. I said, one day I would love a room like this. And mm-hmm. of course, was doing journalism. I had no idea that yeah. that could be a reality just what five, six years later. And so I have pictures of me, one, just like kind of sneaking it backstage to take a picture with. I love that. Just another thing that came full circle, um, which is super cool. Moments like that are so sacred and holy to me. Like, I really do believe God puts those on our hearts for a reason. I mean, not all of us get to have that experience and not all of us have that dream. And like, that is unique for you. So you're saying when you attended that award show, you had no idea that you guys were winners or not? No. Wow. So all the local news stations can get together within their station and submit a newscast or an individual piece or cast, or even if your station doesn't do it on their behalf, you can do it on your own. So I can pay maybe $40 to submit a piece for myself. And so two of our KZI newscasts had been submitted for the chance to be nominated. But even then, it took a couple months for the nominations to roll out. That first round was just, oh my goodness, I've been nominated. Like my name is on a that in itself. I was like, it can stop right there because an Emmy nomination, that's such a big deal. And it, it, it really is. Yeah. Then attending the award show at that point, you know, we're <laughs> nominees. So we had no idea. I guess, yeah, that is a very good question because yeah. I've always wondered, um, you know, some of the other award shows, like, do they know? I always thought that there was a preconceived notion of like where it was going at least. But I love that it's organic. And I want to know also, and you do not have to answer this if it's too private. Do they make you pay for your trophy or do they give that away? There's different categories. Of course, those who get an individual nomination and then an individual winning award, I guess they would get the trophy. But for us, it was a newscast for three reporters, a video editor. So I thought there would be one group Emmy trophy. But then after the awards came out, then they said, everyone send your email or your mailing address to this particular address. And that thing came to my home, like just one, and it had my name on it. It's not something that we had to pay for. We didn't have to, you want your trophy, pay up. No, that wasn't how it worked. And I love that they sent it in a gold box with silk details. Yes, the gold box the silk. Where do you put it in your house? Like, do you have a specific place? I put mine in just a nice little corner, not near my kitchen and the sink and everything. But now for this big move, I'm going to find a a special place for it. Maybe get a little shelf or something. (laughs) Have you ever had a friend come over, invite them over for dinner or coffee or whatever? And like, they don't know that you have that award in your house and they like, are like, what the heck? Like, what is this? Like, do you ever have those moments? The friends that I have, like, you know, had over, they know. I'm talking about the people who don't know, though. <laughs> There's been a couple people who are like, explain this to me. You know, let's go. Yes. And when you see close, it's yeah. way bigger or heavier. And yes, so that's been funny. <laughs> 
Some other random questions about the news. And again, you do not have to answer any of these if you don't want to. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction? Whether you like have had like hair in your face, like it's too windy, or you had just where like your mic was on the wrong place. Like, have you had any wardrobe malfunctions on air? I've had a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Too many. Um, The hair in the face is my reality. It would be mine too. You know, live TV (laughs) is no joke is on it is whatever happens happens and so to be talking live like reporting in the field live and it is windy it is raining it is snowing no matter what to hold your mic and fix your hair yes it is bound to happen but I've had a few little awkward moments switching the mic with the hands okay I always have a backup dress in my go bag okay I am known to get like makeup stains like on my door I go on air. And so I always have, you know, the backup just in case. Nothing too crazy that would be like, okay, can I go back in public? <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. But yeah. and live TV, yes, that that's something. I'm telling you, I could not just for the fact of I'm always wearing coffee, my to-go cup would be my detriment. I would have to have probably like three sets, just a backup for the backup as well. I feel like I always am wearing some kind of coffee. We often see this on YouTube or like a TikTok or something where a newscaster has loved up their words or didn't realize they were live. Have you ever had something like that? Or have you had friends with shared experiences of where something came out wrong? When I'm in the field reporting, there's no teleprompter, you know, live reporting, it's you're going off your mind, you can look down at your notes. When I'm anchoring in the studio, there is a teleprompter. But sometimes, you know, when those words are all in caps lock, some words don't really look like what it's supposed to be. This was a couple months ago, and the word was catastrophic. I'm just reading and I could not get the word out at all. And somehow I kept saying like catastrophic, catastrophic. It just just wasn't (laughs) happening. So stuff like that happens. Like you'll see a word. Uh Your mind just doesn't register on TV. So I have quite a bit of stumbles just with even some of the, you know, the basic words you read every day. Sometimes it just doesn't look how you think it looks. Yeah. That's also something I've had to kind of get over in my mind is that we are humans. We are not robots. So when I yeah. stumble over a word, sometimes I'll overthink it and be like, oh my goodness, what am I even doing out here? But you have to remind yourself, we're not robots reading the news. It's okay. Do you learn to laugh at yourself or do you learn to just forget it? Like what's your go-to way to cope? I very quickly had to learn to just laugh at myself okay. because the times when I didn't, I would be bringing home work mentally still yeah literally still thinking about one word I pronounced wrong on air or one stumble of the tongue on air like there are times especially sometimes it just comes on a bad day and then you just bring it all home so I know myself and I know now you know I I can laugh about those funny things happened and that's something I definitely had to learn quickly like it is okay and then tomorrow was a whole new day I get the opportunity to do this again, wake up in the morning and let's get it done. (laughs) I'm very fascinated by the process of news and the behind the scenes kind of things with reporters. And so I've often read like horror stories of how people treat women in the news. And have you ever had that any kind of bias because you're female, whether it's been comments, whether they're like that color looks better on you than the other, or do you see that among your coworkers? Does that exist? It is a reality for people being 
on camera. Um, you know, there's been a lot of emails written in. I've gotten a few that say, oh, do your hair like this, or we like you wear this color. And, you know, you have to put yourself in a position of it's so much more than what I'm wearing or how my hair is styled. I'm here to deliver the news and to do that. And so I try not to let it get to me, but I've Yep. do know some people and even in just in other markets, other areas who it gets very personal because there are people can throw in, as we all know, on social media, so much of it is people hiding behind yeah. a screen. They can say a lot then, but, you know, in person, would they really say that? So, yeah, that's definitely a reality for people on air of those comments or people try to give a compliment and say, but you should do this. Heard a lot of that happening to people I know, not in my own station or things like that. I've only received, you know, a couple comments like that. And then another thing I I do like to focus on the positive support that I have received. So so much love and support from people who say thank you for doing what you do or we loved that story. Thank you for again being yeah. It's a warm face in the morning. And so that's always going to come. It's always going to be there. But it's a, it's a sad reality, I'd say. You don't deserve that. No one deserves that at all. And I, I hate that, that someone felt that they took their wasted energy to open their inbox to tell you something that was so not needed. Is there anything that you kind of have noticed with news and how it's always changing? Like, does that excite you? Starting back, just entering in from in Baylor, like, do you feel like it's like going in a positive direction or like what's something that you're excited about, about how news is being innovated? It definitely is really exciting for me, you know, in a newsroom or just in the industry in general, it's so fast paced and you kind of have to be ready for that. That has to be your personality. I like being out and about in the field, on the desk, getting to do all types of different things. And so that's definitely still going to be there. That's the direction things will continue to head. I think something that's kind of changed is how people are viewing and consuming their news. Not everyone is watching a 4, 5, and 6 p.m. newscast on their couch. I only had five channels when I lived in Utah. So not everyone is watching the news. Not everyone has a TV. Not everyone has cable televisions. Like you just pulled out your phone. That's how a lot of people are consuming their news. In my station that I was just a part of, you know, we had a big focus on digital and our app and our website and our social media. That was just as much of a priority as the content that we're getting out on the airwaves. And so I do like the way things are going because that's just kind of where we have to meet people. It's different than how it has been when things started off of, you know, more people were watching on their TV. That does excite me just to think about the possibilities that are out there and what could happen. I definitely kind of like that energy and excitement of just never know what the day or the next year is going to bring. Are you prepared to cover a hurricane? (laughs) in Jacksonville. You went from wildfires and now you're potentially going to be covering a hurricane or it's just the nature of living in the South. Tell me what you're excited about working for Jacksonville. What is the name of your channel so that our friends, they can watch you like you're going to be a part of of their life. I will be with Action News Jax in Jacksonville, Florida. And I am so very excited. Yes, hurricane coverage will be. I got 
the wildfires in Oregon and now moving to a completely different environment. But like I said before, I it's one of those things that to learn, you were thrown out there. And that's another good thing of being surrounded by people who have done this before. I feel like I can ask them, you know, questions and I'll be prepared for that. So it'll be different, but that's just part of it too. You, you never know what type of experience you're going to get. So I'll be ready. What is something that you're looking forward to personally this year? If you have anything to share or anything we could pray over for you as well. One, the beach. <laughs> I can to be close to the beach. Yeah. I really excited for that. I'm I'm a big foodie. So I love trying different food spots, restaurants, food trucks, all of that. I have a little Instagram food blog. My mom is a food blogger. So I kind of took after her. So I'll be bringing that to Jacksonville. Is it Kennedy Dindy Eats? Yes, it's just Kennedy Eats. Oh, Kennedy Eats. I started that in New York, actually, when there were so many options to choose from and Brought it to Oregon and now Jacksonville. So between the food, the beach, I love being in the gym, working out. I've been active all throughout my life with sports. And that is one thing that has helped me so much mentally is just burning off steam at the gym. So those are just a couple of things that I'm super excited about. Also, just to be a little closer to family. That'll be a really positive thing. I'm so grateful for Margaret and Aaron because I did not know that in their friendship that I would get an entire family. It has been one of the most unexpected blessings of that friendship. So I'm I'm so grateful for that. And I, I love them. I think one of the biggest things that I'd love prayer for is just protection over this next season, mentally, spiritually, but even physically. I'm moving to a big, big market and that's going to come with a lot of newness and you know I'm going to be yeah. younger people in the newsroom and also you know the newest one and you know I love people I'm very social I'm excited for that environment and the challenge so I just think I definitely just would love prayer for just this next opportunity as a whole and I know God will continue to guide my steps and protect me yeah me so that would be definitely something, just prayer for continued protection as I get there and as I settle in and uh, start this new big job. I have been praying for you. And now that I know your verse, Proverbs 3, 5, I'm going to pray that over you and pray for protection. I don't know when your exact will start date is, but it'll either be leading up to it or like right when you start, when they'll hear this. And I'm like, can we just cover you in prayer over this week? That would be such a fun way to partner with you as you go to serve. And that's really what it is. You didn't ask to do this. This is something that God put on your heart. And yes, I've got your back. We are in the same state now. I have zero excuses. <laughs> I have a friend who um, has a couple different beach houses in Pensacola. If I'm ever there, yes, she does like the Airbnb, all of that in some homes there. Nice. When we stop recording, I want to ask who your friend's name is to see if I know her. <laughs> Let's do that. And yes, I will take you to all of the cool downtown spots. Whatever you want to do, I definitely want to hang. The final question that we ask on the podcast, because the podcast is called Still With You, that comes from Psalms 139.18. And so I always ask all my friends, where is God still with you? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. And I love the name of your podcast. Thank you. God is definitely still with me just in this new 
and honestly unfamiliar season that I'm about to embark on. When I moved to Oregon, that first big job, big opportunity, I didn't know what to expect. Again, I didn't know anybody and God had so much favor over that season. And so now kind of round two going into just a whole new experience, not knowing what that's going to look like, not knowing who I'm going to meet, what type of stories I'm going to tell. I just feel already, even just from our conversation today, just peace about God is me in a whole new season, yeah. a whole new state and environment. I have peace about that. Peace about far. I've been encouraging a lot of my friends and people who do want That's to go awesome. after their goals, especially in this industry, that it's okay to go somewhere unfamiliar. It's okay to go somewhere you've never been before because like you just said, like God is still with us. And so that's something that I can go to bed at night and have peace about in the morning. And God is definitely still with me in this new and will be a little bit of an unfamiliar season, but he's still there. Thank you for continuing to be courageous. Friends can go back and listen to your episode with your mom, Kimberly, sharing through some of the things that you've gone through with grief. I believe that God's given you the gift of empathy. I mean, to carry stories and to continue sharing and to persevere. You're the person that we want to look up to, including me. Please come back anytime. And again, let's hang in Pensacola when you're here. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. All right, Florida fam, you know where to find her. Action News Jax, this is a CBS 47 and Fox 30 channel stationed in Jacksonville, Florida. I am so excited about her being a part of our state. As we talked about in our conversation, I believe the spillover is significant. It is real. Would you join me in praying over her? Pray that God will continue to lead her in every day detail of decision making that she would feel peace and comfort and community. I'm so grateful for this new friend and I hope that you reach out to Kennedy yourself. Thank her for being a part of Still With You. You can find her on social media at Kennedy Dindy or you can visit her website KennedyDindy.com or you can follow her food blog Kennedy Eats. All the links and more will be in the show notes that you can find on my website ColeyBrowning.com. I want want to remind you of the gorgeous music that you are listening to right now. This is from our friend Yamari. Please stream her song Where the Light Dances on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your tunes, you can find Yamari. She also has a new single coming out soon, so make sure you re-save Let It Be Me. I would love to connect with you as well. You can find me on social media at Coley Browning or you can visit my website coleybrowning.com and I would love to hear from you. Maybe you're new to the show or you've just been listening for a while and just want to drop a line. Let's talk. If there's anything that I can do to help encourage you, pray with you, it warms my heart to receive messages from friends who are engaging with the show. This is a space for us to come together, encourage one another. I always pray this space honors God and makes him smile and I hope it brings joy to your life. Please come back for next Next episode, we are speaking with a new friend, Dr. Justine Roper of In Her Physique in Pensacola, Florida. Never had a doctor on the show before, and it is going to be a blast. Until then, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.